Good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. It is another day, another day to experience the peace and the joy of God. I do not apologize. I am not big on talking about material things and driving foreign cars and living in gated communities. Yes, those things can come with serving God. But I have found that you got to be balanced and you got to be full of wisdom in order to know the difference in between if I have all these material things then that must mean God's hand is on my life no it doesn't then you have to know that even if I don't have all those things and I drive a Ford and live in a duplex God's hand can be so richly on my life I can be so heavily anointed that even my very presence when I walk into a place it changes the lives of the people that are in that room so today we just want to be balanced in the things of God we want to understand God's plan his perfect his perfect will for us we want to understand and be able to rightly divide his word we want to know where to apply his word, when to apply his word, what to apply mm -hmm. to certain situations as it pertains mm -hmm. to God's word. Because let me tell you mm -hmm. something, the only answer is Jesus. That's the only answer. Mm -hmm. The only answer is the love of God. And don't you know that God is his word? And don't you know that God is love and love is God? So they all mix very well together. Today, I want to let you know that God is still in the leading business. He is still leading his people out of tragedy, out of heartache. He's still leading us out of diseased places, whether it's in our bodies, whether it's a situation. He's still leading us out of desolate places, dead relationships, worthless, lifeless, meaningless, powerless relationships. Whether it is on your job, in your family, in your community, in your relationship, it can even be with your children. God is leading us out of those dead places. And that is good news. A lot of times we don't know how to let go. We don't want to let go. We refuse to let go. When God opens that door of opportunity, we get scared because we are fearful of what, not what we're going to go to because we know that what God has for us ahead is better than what he had in the past. But we are fearful of letting go of the present, of all that we know. We don't want to know nothing else. So when God opens that door, we, we, we walk two steps backwards. And we say, because I've done it. And I say to myself, no, uh-uh, 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 no, this is just this. I don't like the way this makes me feel. I don't like, I don't like uh, knowing that I have to let go, relinquish, that I have to walk away. We've all probably been there at some time in our lives. But when we can begin to imagine, when we can begin to imagine life being peaceful, not waking up to contentment and uh, waking up to contention, waking up to arguments, waking up to, oh my God, you looking at me again. Oh my God, you know, you use blue instead of red. When we can wake up in the mornings knowing 
that God has delivered us. The day before, we were in shackles. But the next day that we wake up, we can wake up with a testimony of, I did not think God would ever deliver me from those hard-headed, disrespectful, disobedient children. But he did. And that may mean you take the key away from them. They don't have no key to your house no more. I never thought God would have delivered me from those angry, always complaining people on my job. But he did. And that just simply means you don't care if they don't include you in the luncheon. You don't care if they don't include you in the meeting. You work right up there with the front office staff just like they do. But they disinclude you out of every meeting. You don't even care no more because why... That must mean God wants you to do something else with your time while they back there cackling like some hens. God wants to do it, but will we let him? God led his children. He led his children all up out of Egypt. And then when they got ready to cross the Red Sea, what did God do? He parted the Red Sea. Nobody like my God. He parted that Red Sea so that they could walk across on dry land. Imagine that in your mind. A sea, and we all can imagine probably how big a sea is, and it parted. He split it, and you got people walking through on dry land. And I can almost imagine when they were walking through, I can almost imagine they had to be a little bit, I would have been a little bit scared, more than scared, like, oh, this water could tumble back in and drown us. But God let it stay up like a wall. I've seen pictures I can only imagine in my mind. Imagine walking through two huge walls of water that was just moments ago a sea. But God parted it so that they could walk across it on dry land. It the, oh my God, the word didn't say they walked across on muddy land. It didn't say that as they were walking across, they had to stop and pick one another up. Somebody got stuck in the mud. But when God wants to bring you all the way through, you're not going to get stuck in the mud. It's not going to be no, somebody come back and help me get up. No, God's going to make the way plain. He's going to make the way clear, the path clear for you and I to walk on a cross on dry land. God is a mighty, mighty, mighty God. He's a mighty God. A mighty God. That we are supposed to be serving. And I'm looking at the world today. And we're doing a poor job. And I hate to say. But it's some Christians that have just tapered down Jesus. There is no. There is no. You don't have to. You can do whatever you want to do. And still say oh I believe in God. And you think that there is no recompense for sin. But that's another message. But let's get back to the Red Sea. And when they walked across, <coughs> excuse me, on dry land, <coughs> I can almost imagine what that testimony was like one to another. I would have, I don't think I would have been able to sleep once I got over to the other side. Because when you look back over what God brought you out of and then how he brought you out of, he parted the Red Sea. And they walked across on dry land. What a mighty God we serve. And then look at what the look at what the enemy did. The enemy said, Oh, we're gonna walk on across too. Oh no, you not. God said, Oh no, you not. And they tried to walk across the blessing that God had just given his children. 
and he let that Red Sea just come on back together and it swallowed them up. <coughs> Isn't that like how the enemy does us now? We can give a testimony. Oh, God, God did so and so and so and so. so. Oh, that ain't nothing. Oh, well, God gonna do so and so and so. Yeah, well, God gonna do it, but has he done it? God does not. I'm gonna make it simple like this because you got a lot of people saying God will take your mess and he'll make it a blessing. And Well, what they really want to say is God's gonna take my habitual lifestyle of sin and he's just gonna he gonna use it and 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 he gonna overlook it and yeah god's gonna bless me committing adultery god's gonna bless me fornicating god's gonna bless me being a liar god's gonna bless me being a deceiver god's gonna bless me being a glutton no he's not god does not look at sin and say oh i'm a bless i'm gonna bless this sin Oh, I see you in an adulterous relationship. Oh, I think I'm a I'm so proud of y'all. I'ma bless y'all. Thank thank y'all for committing adultery so I can bless y'all. Oh, you such a big liar. You can lie about anything. You'll lie when the truth will do. Mm, I think I love it. This is God talking. Oh, well, I think I'm just gonna take. Girl, can't nobody lie like you. Mm-mm. Girl, you lie like a rug. I just I love it. I love it. Can you do more of it? I need to see more of it. The world needs to see more of, of the lies and the deceit and the deception and the treachery. The world needs to see, oh, I'm just so, I'm so proud of, of y'all. God doesn't do that. God doesn't do that. Does God save us from sin? Yes. But what I had to learn is that God has to have you and I as a willing participant. He's not just going to keep on seeing us out there living any kind of way, beating on women, selling drugs, uh, doing whatever we're big enough to do, whatever our flesh want to do. He's not just going to sit back and keep on watching us do that. And he doesn't ever hear us saying, God, I don't want to do this. God, I want to be saved. I want to be changed. I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to be with somebody else's wife. I don't want to be with somebody else's husband. I don't want to lay in a bed that doesn't belong to me. He don't ever hear us say, he don't ever see us going to the altar. He don't ever see us crying out, asking for prayer, asking for direction, asking for a prayer partner, seeking him, asking what does this mean in the word? I'm new in Christ, but I want to know the fullness of God. And I, I learned that it's only in his word. He never hears us saying any of that. He never sees us in that alone place, looking through that cell phone saying, you know, I've been doing this too long. I need to get rid of these inappropriate pictures. Man, I need, I know this text chain right here. That night, me and her, we text, we text all night long. Ooh, then she sent me a picture at 1.30. Ooh, that's a good looking picture, man. Ooh, golly. But you know, I need to, I heard that I need to get rid of these text messages because I heard that what is in my phone it's not my business, but it's God's business. And I heard that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. God never sees those people having those conversations and hitting delete and putting people on block. He never sees your act of faith. 
He never sees you trying to draw close to him because guess what? If you draw close to him, he's going to draw close to you. He never sees us doing any of that. But what does he see? Every Friday, 930, you're going to go over there and meet up at the Nasty Kitten. He's going to see you every day on your lunch break going over there to go meet somebody that you know you're not supposed to meet. What is he going to see? You on it on you going to your little computer, pulling up your pictures that you think is locked. My children can't get into this computer. My wife can't get into this computer. He sees all of that. And let me tell you something. We need to pray and ask God for balance. What is the difference in because a person can say, oh, let me go over here and I'm going to bounce this, this blue basketball. <clears throat> but they know in their heart, all the while they're taking steps to get to the blue ball, they have a malicious intent in their heart. They have anger in their heart. They have deception in their heart. They're going over there to go bounce this blue basketball because when I bounce this blue basketball, it's going to make... Uh, Sister Bubba be mad. It's going to make her upset. Oh, it's going to cause confusion. I know it. It's going to make them angry. Oh, I'm going to go over here and do this because I know it's going to start a big old ruckus when I go bounce this blue ball. And then before you know it, all hell has broken the loose. Why? Because in your heart, your intentions was to do something that God would not be pleased with. And then here's another person that comes along and says, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to bounce this blue ball. I'm going to go bounce this blue ball. Yeah, and all the while you're walking to go bounce the blue ball, you're thinking of who you can bless on your way to go bounce the blue ball. And you're thinking about, when I get over there to bounce the blue ball, I, I you know what, I'm going to say something good to that man standing on the corner. When I bounce this blue ball, I know that something good is going to come out of it. Oh, I'm going to get my exercise when I bounce this blue ball. My point that I'm making is this, and I'm not really good with parables and, and expressions and stuff like that. I try, I struggle. I know somebody who's very good at mastering the art of parables and putting words together. Her name is Miss Arlethea McDuffie. Please go buy her book on Amazon. Please go buy her book on Amazon and she's going to kill me. But I think the name of the book is Think Like a Lady and Act Like One. I think that's the name. I always get it twisted. But please go buy her book on Amazon. So that was just a free advertisement for Miss Arlethea McDuffie. Okay, so now let me say this. The point that I'm trying to make is this. Two people going to do the same thing can have a difference of opinions about why they're going, their intents can be different. So what does God look at? He looks at the intentions of our heart. He looks at the intentions of our heart. That is what God looks at. And some things that God calls us to minister or to shed light about, you may say, man, I... I what does she mean when she says so and so and so? Because I've done it. I've heard seasoned men and women of God that I know carry the word of God, that study the word of God. And they have preached and ministered their hearts out, their hearts out. But I, it was a part of it that I still didn't understand. And you know what God said? You got to ask me for revelation. So I said that to say this.
There are things that God asks us to minister that you're not going to get it all of the way. But you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to ask God to give you a revelation. Because in everything, God wants us to get a what? An understanding. So, I hope that with my limited amount of wisdom and knowledge that I have about the Word of God, I hope that I have said something to you that has just encouraged you just a little bit that has encouraged you to take another step to know that God is not done yet because God is a God of completion he's a God of order he is a God that he wants to teach us while we're going through the fire yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow the image of death I will fear no evil the shadow ain't even the real thing. It's just a replica. It's just an image of what is really trying to take you out. So you all be blessed today. God is on the move. He's doing a new thing. He wants to take us so much more higher in the things of him. And your car will come later. Your house will come later. It may even come while you're seeking him. But make sure that you put him first by seeking him and it is God's good pleasure to take us exactly to where we need to be in him you all be blessed pray for someone today be kind to somebody today just because surrender your life to Christ if you haven't surrendered your life to Christ go ahead and do it if you've backslidden if you've wavered Ask God to renew in you a right spirit and creating you a clean heart. Ask God to come in and send an east wind, an east wind that just comes in and tears up and destroys and knocks down everything that's tried to knock you down, knock your family down, knock your good intentions down. Ask God to send an east wind. And I'm believing that he will. And I'm believing that our latter is going to be greater than our former. That word was spoken to me almost 20 years ago. 15 or 20 years ago. And I still hold on to that word to this day. And now I'm passing it to you. You all be blessed. Know that I love you. Pray for me. I'm going to pray for you. And until next time, I love you. Bye-bye.